Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I wanted to tell our second story of our podcast series about an event that happened a decade ago in which I was out at the Orange Twin land in Georgia. I was dating someone who lived out there at the time. And my best friend, Meg, and Eddie, her at the time boyfriend, now husband, we all imbibed in some psychedelics because it's just a beautiful place to do that. And we even got to the point where we were looking at little bugs with these like cotton ball booties and eating vegetables out of the ground with our mouths and contemplating how God watered the trees like with a little bucket. And then we ended up at the Girl Scout Pavilion and, uh, you know, just we're sitting around the uh, old uh, headlamp light and telling stories. And then all of a sudden, I felt a really intense pain in my foot. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I was concerned that it might damage the vibe, which was rather elevated. So I tried to just, you know downplay it to myself and then I realized the possibility that it was serious was a real possibility and I might need some help so I decided to confess that I in fact had a pain on my ankle and that I think I had been stung by something and it was getting a little worse and then everyone was like what oh why didn't you tell us before and then Everyone directed their light toward the center of the circle we were sitting in. And a scorpion ran into the spotlight. And we all realized, oh my god. Desi got stung by a scorpion while we were on mushrooms. And that seems like it could be really bad. But it could be just fine. And then my partner at the time squashed it with his foot. He immediately regretted it. I was so sad. And then we all kind of breathed and realized it was going to be okay. And then the next morning, I was rolling up my sleeping bag. And I found another scorpion had been sleeping under my sleeping bag the whole night. And I still to this day don't totally know what either the true scientific reason is for being attractive to scorpions or the symbolic relationship between me and scorpions. But that's a moment in time that is probably going to come up again for the rest of my life. That was cool. (laughs) I really think like 
Why are there scorpions even in Georgia? There's only really like one or two species. Like when I think of scorpions, I think of them skittering across the desert. Yeah, that's where you're supposed to imagine them. But I also think... When I think of you, I think of you skittering across the desert. Too. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's the connection. I, you know, as I age, you know, the, the, um, uh, I was going to say the patina of the Wild West, but it's not really that. It's more just like the ethos of the Wild West is very clearly strong within me. You know, it's like a force. Yeah. And that includes skittering scorpions, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Like um, picture a silhouette of a cow person in boots on the horizon, one foot up on something, tumbleweed passing by. Oh, I know the whole thing. And then a scorpion with your face on it skitters by. That's right. Out of the saloon. Right. Yeah. The scorpion pushes open the saloon doors. But then it like changes directions and it goes back the other way for some reason that's right see here's the thing i don't know if i am the scorpion or if i'm just mag like calling the scorpions like i feel like i'm their muse and they're mine Mm -hmm. like we keep each other motivated to stay alive yeah, that's crazy. You're not even cancer. Who do you know that's cancer? You mean Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio? Right. Cancer is a crab. Scorpio is a Scorpio. So my mom's a, my mom's a Scorpio yeah. and my little sister is a triple Scorpio. Or no, she's she's just a Scorpio. Are crabs related to scor- Scorpios? They are. They're like buds, they right? They are in fact like arachnid types. No way. They're eight-legged. They are. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Arachnids are like yeah, scorpions cool are arachnids, of, which are so they're more related to spiders than they are to a lot ticks of other Ticks are stuff. arachnids. Ticks too. are too. Yeah. Wow, the three arachnids that I know, maybe crabs. Ooh, <laughs> I I don't think crabs are categorized. I think they're you know they're cetacean. No, no crustacean. Crustacean cetaceans are like dolphins, but um. You know, I will say one thing that I've discovered this year, though, is so my middle name is Isis. Um, oh, yeah. Just like the terrorist organization. Exactly. That's who I was named after. But, you know, re- <laughs> in re- in in what's the opposite of retro futuristic spect future spect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, also there's a goddess named Isis who is the goddess of Egypt basically like the land and the people and of magic and her son Horus you know people wanted to kill him and um, she hit him and then nine scorpions came to protect her and her son oh you know what else this is a story I just read this year and I was like what boy that just reminded me of something what wasn't the rock in the scorpion king? <laughs> and you know me in the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he the scorpion king? I'm not sure. Was he I the think scorpion he was. King? Maybe I'm con- <laughs> like I'm thinking of Brendan Fraser all of a sudden now, but that was the mummy. That's the mummy which still holds up. I just watched it. Really? I've yeah, never seen it. In Mexico for Phelan's 40th birthday. Oh. Uh extravaganza. Rendezvous. That's getaway. a funny movie to watch, but maybe it, not. It was still great, mm-hmm. honestly. Maybe even better now. 
I, I liked it a lot at the time, but... Were those movies related, though? The Scorpion King and the Mummy? They were only related because it was, like, a cool style. Like, Stargate. Oh, yeah. Which, actually, I tried to watch, like, five years ago, and I was disappointed. I bet that doesn't hold up, It didn't, it? Yeah. but I... Ha- I haven't tried it again, so <laughs> you got to check in every. Well, five I ha- I have done that before with movies where I loved it, watched it, I felt like it didn't hold up, and then I watch it. Okay, this happened with Gangs of New York for me. Oh wow, I loved it. Yeah, tried to watch it. You know, maybe eight years later, was like this sucks. This mm-hmm. is a shitty movie, and then uh, like two years ago, I watched it, and I was like, this is sick. Nice. So it came back around. Yeah. I mean, the comeback around, I feel like really, you almost have to do that to show that you are classy. There's very few movies that... Classic. A classic. That stay good all the time. Like we watched Ghostbusters recently and it's good. It's just The original. Yeah. With Bill. (laughs) The original. Um, Well, there's been a remake there's been two remakes. There's been a couple re, couple few. Yeah, <laughs> couple the few remakes. Eighty four Ghostbusters or whatever, and it's. I feel like every time I've seen it, it's been good. Who was your favorite character this time around? Was it Vankman? Um. Yeah, I was really into Sigourney Weaver this time oh, because man. I'm like, what, she's amazing. What is her story? Like, I want to know more about her backstory. And I remember in Ghostbusters two, they kind of expand upon her character because they know? give her a they give her a job. Yeah, and then I was wondering, did she play April O'Neil in the Ninja no, Turtles? No, she movies? didn't. But it's the it's a very similar position. Yeah. I always connected with the April O'Neil position. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the reporter that works with the turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow that's a very relatable character. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, because she's like, wow, you guys are like really interesting. Like, and I'm, you know, maybe a little like, I'm getting myself into some weird situations, but my curiosity overrides my fear. And her position is to report these creeps and what like expose them and they have like hidden lairs and stuff and she's on the inside. Yeah. But then she's breaking the reporter's code, you know, like reporters are doctors or something. And they're like, mm-hmm. if I see something, I have to say something. Yeah. The Hippocratic Oath. But, but it's for called something else. The journalistic yeah. integrity. Who was the first journalist? Uh, Hippocrates, it's little known that he was also a reporter and a so, doctor. So the Hippocratic Oath actually does apply. <laughs> he wrote a bunch of oaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we like, just, the one that stuck the one was that, the doctor The doctor one. one, but actually it applies to all professional fields. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is that you do your job. <laughs> you do the oh, job you're man. told to do well right? that's crazy if that's what it boils down to it's Just like do your, suck it up and do, do your, your job. job do your like, job like don't let your don't let your personal values get in the way yeah i think the doctor one though is like don't share of, of it's actually oaths. it's almost like the opposite of being a reporter yeah because it's like don't share information Oh, wait, the doctor oath says that? Yeah. I thought it was like, do no harm, right? But it's also like, isn't it also like, 
don't. He also did not have more than one oath that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm like, like living in this fantasy. Of no, we're his gonna go there. Oaths. Yeah, okay. we're, it's like it's the new Hammurabi's code. Okay, <laughs> which was also a Hippocrates <laughs> thing. Eye for an eye, right? That yeah. was his thing. That was the thing. I. Uh, well, that, Ooh, I feel like we should that do. Means... We should do. Sorry. So for the doctor wait, thing, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Just real quick, so I don't forget. Maybe we should do one focus episode on like all the codes you nice. know yeah. like like the tap like like moses didn't he write some tablet thing or oh yeah he wrote some no he wrote some stones who did moses's moses stone the, the commandments moses, the commit the, the ten commandments didn't moses write those down well the I story goes that he went on a mountain holding stone tablets and then they got written upon and they got engraved by wow. god okay so like, but we should, and like, you know, the guide stones, that was a big thing this year. Yeah. Like anything that's like, this is like, not like a book though, you know, just like edicts. keep it edicts. Yeah. Keep it simple, like short and sweet. Like what are all the short and sweet, like, you know, co- what are the codes, the ways you should be? Right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's like a college class out there, but we're over college. Like, right. We don't care about college <laughs> this anymore. This is advanced. This, this is, is like yeah, college this is, is post college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is post collegiate. Okay. I'm sorry. I know you might not oh, remember what you're going to well, say. Well, it's more about oaths. Maybe okay, we let's just go. Well, we're kind of sticking on oaths. Here. Well, oh, I was oh. thinking that the doctor oath, Hippo- Hippocrates oath, it, it's like um, your career is doctor. But your your life should extend beyond. Like you should bring your career into your day to day life. Like you should also be like, that way as a person. Yeah, it's like be this way as a doctor, but also just be this way all the time. And you you take this oath to just kind of be this way for so the rest of your life. Do you think that non doctors should take the oath too? <laughs> I bet. I bet there's like a should lawyer we? oath too, right? Maybe we maybe we could do research. On I think it. we should research. We'll I'm back. very curious because, you know, I feel lately very very happy with the, you know, ways I've decided to live my life mm-hmm. philosophically, but I gotta say, I don't really have much structure. <laughs> so I'm thinking like. I might revisit the recommended structure and see like where just my organic habits fall into place. And then are you into please and thank you? I am. I think it's it's like a signal to the self to give a shit about somebody else. And like you actually have to or I do. I have to implement those signals in my life because I like thinking about what I want and I'm really interested in what other people want, but also sometimes like people will be doing nice things for me and it isn't that I like expect it. It's that I might just not even be paying attention to the fact that they just went out of their way because I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. And so to have a cue of thank you makes you be like, wow, you just said this really thoughtful thing for me. And I love that because I, I do have deep gratitude for things as well. Yeah. Sometimes just like learning to be polite and yeah. saying thank you 
can make you also remember to actually express gratitude. Yes, exactly. In a way that's meaningful yes. to other people. Exactly. I've found myself, man, I think this might just be the first of many Oath episodes because... <laughs> is this what this podcast is about? No, not okay. yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, when I explain stuff to... Um, these, Your children. These beings mm-hmm. that don't understand anything... I do often say, like, look at how you're yeah. treating this person. Yeah. Do you want to be treated that way? Yeah. Do you like think about you in that That's person's right. position and say to yourself, How do I would I like being treated this way? And then it just comes back to like, do unto others as thou what well, else done to that's yourself right. or well, some <laughs> shit like that. Well, this is, you know, what your wife and I have discussed before that you say these things and like when you're saying them you almost feel like simultaneously like don't you understand this already but also that like oh my god if you don't understand this it's going to be so difficult to get you to understand it but all you have to do is say it and then someday like a month later they like totally are living their life in that way and you're like wait you actually like paid attention to what I said and your experience but when you're telling them in the moment like what the fuck are they gonna sorry what like what are they gonna do about it right then you know they don't (laughs) it's like the first time they're thinking about it right yeah so they can't show you the product until later so you just you're always seed planting but it is like conformity it's like be this way because, Social morality is yeah, because I, a behaviorally I taught thing. I anticipate them to grow up into a society that's similar to today. Yeah, it'll be similar. And it's like if you want to exist in this this society. Like if you want a place. These are the tools that will get you what you want because you want what you want that is something that i i've you noticed want what you want kids want what they want everyone wants what everyone they want. wants what they want um and what is one of the funniest things your kids want like each of them well now i'm trying to think do i want what i want <laughs> i'm i'm right now getting a lot of what i want so i feel really like clear that I don't want much, <laughs> which is great, but you know. Well, that's what I do too. I'll well, I, I didn't. I'm not trying to put you in the same uh, boat as me, but I but will we, often. We like we want a boat. Let's get a boat. I do you want often, a boat? Well, yeah. I think, <laughs> you want a boat? I think I'm boat curious. Like I'd rent I'm a boat. boat cu- you've rented boats, Eddie. I've rented two boats. No, one boat. I've rented a boat. Well. I'd rent another boat. You'd rent it again. Yeah. Um, but I think that I taper what I want. Like, I do want a lot, but then I'm like, I can be happy with quite a little of what I want. Exactly. And so I change the yes. scope of wanting in order to match it's a, it's what a you have. Mm-hmm. Not to, yeah. I, I like it to be a little bit larger than what I have. Not like vastly larger than what I have, right? You know, I like a little bit of ambition because it it keeps the fire going, right? Yeah, it keeps the movement. But if it's 
what you want and what you have are too disparate, then you will sink because it's unattainable. Right. So if yeah. what you want and what you have are just a little different, then you're like, I can, I can get there. I can fucking well, get there. I think the goal that like having goals that are outside of the scope yeah. of That's, what will fit on the yes. boat is a, <laughs> it's a course correction that can be made over many different What's cycles. What's the scope of your boat? Yeah. And then what put the it? thing you want just a little outside of it. Guys, does this make sense to you? Does this make sense to everybody? You know what we're saying, right? So I want to... Like, we know what we're saying. I want to circle back to something Mm. that I said early on, which was that I experienced this, you know, attraction... Like maybe I'm attracted to or they're attracted to me or both. But or magnetism. Yeah. Like. The magnetism of me toward the scorpion. Well, a few weeks ago was our dear friend Audra's daughter's birthday party out at their property. And my kids and I camped out there. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And we had... We'd never been camping before in a tent like that. As a fam. As a fam. Or even as individuals. I mean, I've been camping. (laughs) I've been camping as an individual, but not since becoming a mom. So this was like the first, you know, Sharp Rickley camping adventure. And it was me and the kids in the tent. And it was really decked out. Like you saw it. It looked kind of. Do you remember it? I didn't go. It had lamps. It had many blankets. It had like solar fairy lights. Oh, I'm picturing like the inside of the tent on um, that Harry Potter movie where they go to the World Cup. As you should. It's it was generally like that, but Mm -hmm. still small. (laughs) And um. You know, we slept great, had a great time. We took hours to pack up and leave the next morning. And as I was rolling up my sleeping bag, there was a scorpion there. What? Another yes, scorpion? Yes. So. So it's true. You do. I do. Maybe I got you're bringing them with by you. one. You got stung at Audra's land? No. I mean, that time at Orange Twin. That's the only time I've ever been stung. Wow. So when I got stung at Orange Twin and then the next morning there was a different scorpion underneath me and then there was a different scorpion underneath me and Audra said, I've never seen a scorpion out here before. Wow. Am I like giving birth to scorpions unknowingly? Maybe it's the same scorpion. Well, the first one died for sure. (laughs) So I guess it could be the second one, but I think... Was that old Dusty? Old Dusty was the the, the mm-hmm. moth that flew oh. out of the out of the um, um, fireplace at the Girl Scout <laughs> Pavilion, very unexpectedly uh, okay. to all of us, like into our faces. <laughs> yeah, so. like when you told that story, I was half like remembering but half not believing that any of it happened i remember at the time not believing any of it it was really honestly that was one of my best times on psychedelics because um i always laugh you know a lot on you know my trips but that one was different in that it was a small group that was committed to staying together for the entire time and we were outside for almost all of it. 
Yeah. And I don't always do that at all. Like I'll have an outdoor time, but then I'm very committed to like, you know, the come down in a bed in my jammies. Oh, watching something cool. No, you make a good point. Like often the trips will take you in different directions. Exactly. Like people split off. Yeah. And then, but we were there the whole time. Then you reconvene later and talk about what happened. What you did, which is always so funny. I do usually, love yeah. that part. Like when you're in a more populated place, it's like, oh my God. Okay. Like everyone like ends up like scattering for a little bit. And then at some point an hour later, you're calling each other like, where'd you go? <laughs> like what happened to I'm you? I'm right next to you, man. <laughs> like you're both on the Or phone. like you're walking up to their door and you're like, I'm right here. <laughs> I, was, I was at a concert one time and I was tripping and, and then, um, I went in the bathroom and they had this big mirror and nice. I feel like you're not supposed to look at yourself while you're tripping. Oh, it's like one of my favorite things to maybe do. Maybe somebody told me not to look at myself and then I was like, this isn't so bad. But then I just like stayed looking at myself yeah. for a really long time <laughs> and then I was like calling people and just talking to them while I was <laughs> looking at myself and pretending their voice was coming out of my mouth. That sounds really it's fun. A, it's, yeah. Honestly, I remember that part as being a large portion of the trip, but it was probably just like a minute or it two. It was probably just a powerful portion. Yeah. What uh, what band was playing? It was an Of Montreal concert uh, in Jacksonville before wow. I even knew Came about over here. living in Athens. I still don't, and, don't. I still don't see how you don't think Disco Braid sounds like an Of Montreal song. Oh. Uh, We'll we'll play it for our listeners some other time, but or we'll put the yeah. link somewhere. But it really sounds like it to me so much. Yeah, no, I can hear it. I just um, I haven't listened to Tev Montreal in a while, and like they could have written Disco Brains. Yeah, or yeah, performed they could. Who wrote it? It's not a really <laughs> clever song, right? No, it's not. It's not clever like an of Montreal song, but it's like a hook. It's like it's a, a YouTube if, video, right? What it? What it? Did YouTube write this? Or maybe it's um, maybe it's a go noodle. Is it a go noodle? Oh, I think it's a go noodle. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny how you remember when like flash videos used to be a big thing. I do. Everyone would like share the flash videos and be like, "This is this is crazy," and then you'd just watch it, and it had its own category, flash videos. And now it's like what entertains all children at schools and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like, the people who were doing flash videos found an outlet for it, and it was... Children. Yeah. It was elementary school. Like, Perry Grip or whatever. Right. Yeah. It was like, you know what? I I, found an audience. I found my audience. I I do. I like that band. (laughs) I mean, it's a band, right? I don't know, but I've heard you say you don't like that group. No, that was before I had children. Probably. No, it was. It was, I hated breakfast burrito. Yeah. I was like, I'm never going to play this kind of crap for my children. And now I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> raining tacos. <laughs> pancake robot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a bit of Stockholm syndrome though, right? Like, Yes, it is. It's simultaneously your captor. Yeah, it is. Um, I wonder on the other side, once our children are grown up, how fondly we'll remember breakfast burrito. <laughs> so, uh, what 
what do you what have you been thinking about the metaverse oh yeah you've been talking about it a lot and i was thinking about getting a smartwatch but then i was like man how like what is the thing with smartwatches i see a lot of people with them mm-hmm. and it's like what can i even do with a smartwatch is it going to make me more productive less productive can you like um like answer phone calls you can't text on it right it doesn't have you a can keyboard. i think you can Jeez, it seems like it'd be a small keyboard to text on but then i read somewhere that you can here's the thing that i think makes smartwatches cool you can um, take a picture with them you can connect it to your phone over bluetooth and then when you want to have a picture taken of a group or something you can like set your phone up and then use it as kind of like a selfie stick or a switch for your camera. And I'm like, I would I would pay the $300 for a smartwatch just to have like a remote button to take pictures with. So that's don't, not necessarily metaverse, but... It's it's not. But <laughs> you don't think they make like a just a little controller? Well, I had a selfie stick okay. at one point but and I mean, it would do that too. But like, wouldn't the selfie stick have to be connected to the phone just bluetooth yeah oh it was bluetooth yeah. oh so you could just depress the button and it would take yeah, it yeah so you could set your phone somewhere anywhere okay. and okay. just hold the stick behind behind you, you. okay and push the button um but yeah um the metaverse i've never tried vr do you want i i feel like i've asked you this but do you want me to bring home the oculus quest home as in like to our neighborhood and and i think you should go in there eddie like you're gonna get in that vr space it's it's really cool like i i don't know i'm i'm ready for this situation that's happening and like emotionally i'm ready i don't know if i'm psychologically prepared or physically prepared but i am definitely emotionally prepared and i want at least one of my really good friends <laughs> you're the most likely to be into <laughs> it like donovan won't even put the quest i thought he was i like when i brought them home to play with i thought he was gonna be like yeah and he refused he wouldn't even put it over his eyes no wow. he wouldn't and i was like Oh, whoa. Like, this is like the thing with going to outer space. Like, I assume that, like, probably 95% of people, if someone was like, would you go to outer space, would go. Yeah. As it turns out, that's not true. Mm -mm. No. I just, I guess I assume erroneously that, you know, the unknown is as tantalizing well, the frontier, to right? Others. <laughs> You're a frontiers person. I guess I'm a frontiers person, but I'm not necessarily interested in like creating the bridge to get to the frontier, but I'm definitely there to be there and, you know, evaluate it. Yeah, right. I see what you and, mean. And ex- and and experience it. Well, yeah, I would definitely try it out. I um I've heard things about it and I've heard that it is an amazing experience at first because of how different it is and how immersive it is it's it is immersive and there's like i didn't want to leave it after like an hour and a half i was like when i took my goggles off i was like 
Did you get like a depression or something? No, I just kind of got like this, like wistful, like what's going on in there? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, like, like I was like, oh, it. like what's happening? Yeah, you because you are. It's like leaving a place you enjoyed, you know. Right. I never thought of it like that. It's like leaving a party you're still having a really fun time at. So a little bit of FOMO then. It's FOMO inducing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But but at the same time, I know it could even be more intensely that because I could see if I was going in there every night, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that because like literally none of my friends. Well, Joe Kubler goes in there. Mm-hmm. John Michael goes in there. And some people at work that I work with go in there that I know. And I'm sure I know other people who go in there. I just don't know they do that. But like, you know, it could just be like so, I don't know. I thought like, you know, even with my sister who lives in New York, Mm -hmm. we could literally like sit on a couch and have a conversation face to face in VR You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, kind of. With our avatars. Like, it would, it really makes you feel embodied in the situation. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll have to take your word for it until I try it out. It sounds really stupid. (laughs) Like, even hearing you describe it, and I love you, and I love your descriptions of things, but I can't get past how stupid it sounds. Like, all of the images I've seen from it, all of the... Well, I can tell you it's better than it was like a decade ago Mm -hmm. in a significant way. And it's going to be better, that much better in two years Mm -hmm. than, you know, that like, like we've hit the inflection point. I feel like it's, it could be a thing. It's expensive, but I think so are iPhones. Yeah. But I think if they could make the Oculus make phone calls, then why wouldn't you just like hit up someone real quick and be like do you want to like meet in this alley where nobody goes <laughs> it definitely would beat zoom that's for sure like if we're having to do everything yes. on zoom i'd rather do it in well like a big so headset. so i'm in this group at work um and it's through the office of institutional technology and it's like basically just you know people who are interested in making cool tools for education Mm -hmm. and using technology, not just digital technology, but that's a big part of it um, in really good ways to teach. And definitely I can see VR being incredible for teaching. The thing that I would like to see the most is augmented reality. Love augmented reality too. I talked to John Michael about the headsets and he said it's rudimentary on the device that he's working with. Like you can tap on the side of it and it will, it'll give you kind of a black and white grainy version of what's in the room. So you can like adjust yourself. The Oculus Quest 2 will do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're not advertising for anybody here. It's called pass through mode. Okay. So (laughs) that is what I anticipated the, um, the benefits of the metaverse being if that's even included in the metaverse because the definition has broadened and broadened to the scope of where I think metaverse also is including Twitch and it's including like live YouTube streamers 
and it's including TikTokers and stuff in this broader description of what the metaverse is and can be. But anyway, augmented reality sounds interesting to me because, you know, I'm looking around the room and I've got, I've, you know, I've got spatial awareness about what's in the room, but I don't have encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's in this room. And I've always thought that it could be really helpful to have, you know, just a control F feature, like a find on page. You know, like when you're reading a really long article, but you're really only interested in one word. You're just, yeah. you're like, where does it talk about mountains? Right. And then you just type in mountains and it highlights it for you. Yes. Like if I could look around a room and have a word be highlighted, then you could go to a library and like find a book, you know, really quickly. Um, there's also instances where you'd be working on a vehicle and you could see uh, graphics yeah, overlaid. Yeah, that would be very helpful. Like you could look into the engine <clears throat> compartment and see with graphics and details where and what you need to manipulate. And you could be on the phone with, or you could be online with tech support and they could be seeing what you're seeing and perhaps give you a... That's right. An like, like somebody could draw diagnostics. On you know, like John Madden draws mm-hmm. on the football game mm-hmm. or whatever. Like if you could have a mechanic mm-hmm. draw on what you're seeing. Exactly. I feel like it would I think empower that, us. I think that is possible now. Um, when I worked at Double Helix Middle School <clears throat> in 2014, we had someone come from an augmented reality company and he brought some Google Glass which didn't take off, but those were really good for AR augmented reality. And he brought some textbooks Mm -hmm. and basically you'd open a page. And if there was like a 2d image of a heart, it would pop up out of the page and become three dimensional. And then you could turn the book and you could see a 360 view of the heart that's funny. When you said heart, I pictured just a cute little. Like, <laughs> I know you said ah, like I was <laughs> like, you're like, I'm like an well, anatomical like pre- heart. Yeah, an anatomical yeah. heart. Like it was bloody looking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for blood. The chambers. Yeah, and um, you know, you could kind of like even wiggle it around to like get a better view of like the aorta and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that type of shit. That's perfect. Yeah, well, that that does exist, and I think that. You know, the uh, there's the headsets are not ideal equipment. They are better than ever, but then the ones I used to try over at the engineering department, they're like more streamlined than ever, but they're not perfect yet. And a Mm -hmm. lot of it has to do with what seems to be the interface of the you know vision part the lenses right because it's almost like having a tiny ass desktop screen Mm -hmm. you know that's like I mean it's amazing that they can build that but then it has to also interface with like a PCU basically and connect you I've also thought about um so Google Glass had a little diode that would project like a laser mm-hmm. and draw it on draw an image on your retina 
And I don't know how safe that is. I know they <laughs> yeah, tested a it question. a lot, but they would just like shine, you know, potentially a like safe code, basically <laughs> like just laser like code, kind of use the way you see because <clears throat> right. you have a lens in your eye and you have fluid in your eye that refracts everything. And then the retina is where the images are processed by the brain. And so that doesn't sound safe. And then like, uh, I've been having some vision problems for, lately. And for, like, I wonder when you wear VR, it's so close to your eyes. It is. You, you have to focus on the screen in front of you, but your eyes have to do kind of a, a trick where they relax and let you imagine a larger space. And I imagine... Well, the, it's the more of your brain letting you do that, though. Like, your brain is the... Yeah. Like... But you're literally focusing you are. on a screen uh, right. that you is are. <laughs> two or three inches from your face. Right. And to do that, you need to have the proper like musculature. Right, the ma- and, that's right. But your brain is going to tell control that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there have also been um, experiments where they flip your vision. Like they make yes, glasses I know. invert your yes, vision. And, and then your brain you, And then you accommodate. Back. I know. Right. And then when you take the glasses off... It, the world's upside down again and it yeah, takes yeah. you like a minute to get back into it the brain is cool like that i know i mean the the vision and primary like the primary visual cortex and visual like actual like eyeball connection i've always really loved that because i love sensation and perception mm-hmm. because there's i like the point in which your you know kind of apparatuses <laughs> Yeah. Code. Send the code to They're your like brain. They're transducers, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are. The retina, it translates the sensation of being touched by light. That's right. Into a neuro impulse. And it's just, and it literally is binary. It's yeah. just, you know, off or on. It's amazing. And that you have, but you have so many cells that you can create this really detailed picture because they're all getting hit differentially. So they can code for that. Yeah. I guess that's the level that, um, that's the level that I want the Oculus to be at, you know? It's going to be that way. (laughs) So this is another thing I talk about on my other podcast, which I'm going to plug. It's called My So-Called Mess, which is funny that all of the podcasts I'm doing start with my. My. But it's not my so-called mess. It's someone else's. Yeah. And we we always talk about sex and like dating and stuff. But lately, you know, it always comes up. We talked about this on our other podcast, like sex robots. Yeah. Comes up a lot. Yeah. And it's like, what do you want out of a sex robot? You want it to feel authentic Mm -hmm. or better. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about robots and I think about the metaverse and I think about virtual reality, augmented reality, it's got to be at least this good. And I'm pointing to the room around To the room around and the friendship has to be at least this good. <laughs> You're right. I was just realizing like in. we could be friend like I think I could be friends with a robot like <laughs> Right. Yeah. If you didn't know see that's weird because if you didn't know it was a robot it'd almost be easier to be friends with well, it because there's this idea that robots can't be good friends. Well, a lot reason. of my love for people 
fortunately doesn't have much to do with how they're feeling about me. <laughs> right. It's like it, it matters. No, it's like I just like them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it matters. Like, it's not like I don't care about how other people feel about me. But like, I will like, you know, if I people get mad at me, you know, a decent amount. And so I've had to learn, obviously, that like, (laughs) I'm just going to love you anyway, because I do just love who people are, you know, I mean, and so if I was like basing it on how they might feel about me, (laughs) I probably would have less friends now than I do. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think people are that good at hiding how they feel about somebody though. So if somebody doesn't feel good about me, it will come out in the way that they treat me. Yeah. And so it does matter to me how people feel about me because if I'm going to be around them, I like to be treated a certain way. Yeah, but... I've got these, like, okay, but Eddie, me. you know there's a lot of people who are really good at treating people very well and then, like... But can't you tell? Like, don't you know those people? Like, they're in their own category. Yeah, but... It often seems like when it comes to you that the the thing you know about that person doesn't apply, you know, yeah. not you and but no, just no, no, how yeah. people the, act. You know what I mean? You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The universal you. No, I get it. It's interesting. I mean, sociological things always interest me. Well, and th- this, of course, matters to and I don't you ever know, hold anyone accountable for the way that they treat me because they could be having a bad day. They, they could, could be having be a like, bad day. You know, I'm not going to jump to assume that it's a personal. But if someone thing. was actually upset with you, you know, especially if it was something that you're like, man, I really would not have made a different choice there. <laughs> right. No, I know what you're saying. But I think that there is uh, a point to talk about these things, right? Like, when's the last time you had, like, a friend be mad at you? A friend be mad at me? Mm-hmm. Well, Meg's mad at me all the time. Uh, but a friend, <laughs> like, not your partner. Yeah. Um. Boy, I can't really think of it. I really try hard to not... I think people off. Yeah, I think if I make people mad, I really try to amend it really quickly. I'm a real people pleaser, this guy. But yeah, I can't really think of an instance. Do you have an instance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely had someone get mad at me in the last like few weeks for sure. Yeah. I think also people get mad at me and they don't tell me about it. That's what I'm saying, Eddie. I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> when people get mad at you and, they, and they're and they expressing it to you. Like, that's what I'm saying is why I could be friends with a robot is mm-hmm. because I feel that a lot of, and not that you couldn't, I'm just saying I feel like the way I know is because... I feel like I've had a lot of people in my life get upset with me and it doesn't deter me from wanting to be their friend because my, what I love is like who they are, not how they feel about me because that, you know, I feel like 
I can't but base do, it on that. You don't want to know how they feel about you? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. I do. I do. I just feel like it shows, it showcases a lot of my lesser qualities. It doesn't necessarily make me feel very good about myself. So that my love for others a lot is based on just like who they are and what I love about them. Mm-hmm. And so a robot like probably wouldn't have feelings about me, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't matter to me because I would just love it. If the, if the robot was like really fun and cool, I would just want to hang out with it. I watch a lot of star Trek and, mm-hmm. um, there's often so there's androids and there's holograms mm-hmm. and there's Borg that mm-hmm. have become human and the ho- the I'm watching Voyager currently there's a hologram and and it's like well why do you appear to be breathing well I was programmed to mimic the reactions yeah. of yeah yeah yeah, like yeah yeah mimic the body temperature and the appearance of being yeah. human so uh, a distinguishedly programmed robot would would mimic those would you would think it had those feelings like those feelings about you that you don't really care about or even if you didn't but if you probed it further it should be able to trick you into thinking that it has exactly and and that's enough yeah (laughs) i mean that (laughs) like if they were cool at that point though there is no difference between that's right the metaverse and the universe that's right Exactly. And that's where I want it to be. I think I want the metaverse to... You want it to be... To be a little bit universal. A yeah, little yeah. Bit more you like want synchronicity. Yeah, at least... At least synchronicity. <laughs> Jeez. Synchronicity is the baseline it for is. what it's I want. It is. It's the baseline. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we covered everything that <laughs> one could cover in this amount of time to the depths that we have. And, um, you know, let us know if you know anything about scorpion magnetism. Yeah, and get our app, the Athens Public app. Find our... Um podcast on all your podcasting apps it's called my wife's best friend tell all your friends about it email us at my wife's best friend 90 at gmail.com wow could be my best friend's wife wait what my wife's best friend 80 my wife's best friend 80 probably it's either 80 or 90 try both of them um (laughs) and that's it for this week but uh check back we're We're doing this sporadically. I love you.